Hey, this is Chris Black. Thanks for listening to the Black and Abdallah podcast, brought to you by Miller Lite, the presenting sponsor of the 2020 ESPN 1000 Virtual Fantasy Football Championship. Welcome to the Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company and sponsored by the Points Bet Sportsbook. The Baseball Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. <laughs> We talked about measuring stick series in this season, Abdallah, and uh, for the Chicago White Sox against the Twins this week, four games. We pointed to these four games saying, okay, White Sox, show us what you have. You come into this week as the most powerful team in the American League. You have the best record in the American League. The power rankings are finally starting to go in your favor. There's respect coming your way. Time take advantage of the Twins and win some ball games. And last night, how about the White Sox? Six to two over the Twins, and they get victory. And tonight, you have Lucas Giolito on the mound. Of course, the Cubs they win yesterday, six to five over the Indians. So a lot of baseball over the course of the next hour. Black and Abdallah with you here on the Baseball Show, right here on ESPN One Thousand. If you want to get in, get in on the conversation now. 312-332-3776. We've been taking a lot of White Sox calls the last couple of nights as people are excited for this team. And I think that they should be because what we've seen over the last two games against the Twins, this is something that we are seeing from this team that shows me that once we get to the playoffs, this team can go. They can get to the ALCS. They can get to the World Series in this season. Absolutely. You know, we talked about uh, the sandwiches. We we got sandwich talk right off the gate. I know we'll appreciate that. Sandwich talk right off the jump here. We talked about the bread in the uh, Detroit. You swept them, and now you've taken the first two games from Minnesota. Then you get more bread. Uh, in the Reds, then you get more meat with a lot four of against a lot of carbs, a lot of carbs. there to fill then up. You get on. more. Here's the thing, a lot though, of carbs. Chris. Yeah. You get more meat with four against the Indians. Meat's but good. How about this? Yeah, the bread at the end, the Cubs for both teams. I don't know if that's bread. I don't know if that series will ma- will matter. It might just be an open face. Well, easy there. Open easy. face club. Clo- close that sandwich, please. Well, I'm saying that. Look, if you're concerned about the number one seed, then the game, then those games might matter. But if you're more concerned about setting up your rotation and having everybody rest, rested, you're playing 60 games, but still having everybody mentally prepared, having all your pitching locked up, having everybody giving maybe a couple guys an extra days off so they're fresh for the for the playoffs. That series may not be what we thought it was going to be because right now the first game of that series could be you darvish against dunning and right now i would guess that you darvish doesn't pitch that because i think that you would want him to start your first game of the playoffs if you're the cubs and if you're the white Sox, dunning could still pitch that game and still be ready for game three of a of a, a wild card series or maybe whatever you want him to pitch later in the playoffs my point is that this team that started the season shaky 
The White Sox started it, and everybody was like, oh, well, they lost, you know, they've only won one out of five games here. You know, they're, uh, what are we going to do? They're, they're one in, they're one in five in their this first is supposed, six. supposed to be the year. This is supposed, supposed to, to be the year. Make and then a they jump. go on, they go on a uh, six game winning streak, and then it's like, uh, well, then now again, you're, and then, then again, one in five against Milwaukee and Cleveland. But then that's when things started to turn. You took two from Detroit, you lost two to St. Louis, and then you really haven't looked back. Some stats from Scott Merkin earlier today. The Sox started the season 2-8 and eight at home. They've been 14-1 and one at home since. Pretty good. 18-3 and three in their last 21 games against the Central Division, outscoring those teams 137-73. to 73. They haven't looked back from that losing, that second 1-5. They've lost a few games along the way. Of course, you're not going to go... You're not going to win every single game. But ultimately, this team has won nine out of their last ten games. The um, the the run differential, they're leading in most offensive categories, uh, all offensive categories, all offensive categories in the American League at least. They have the best record in the American League, and it's all about getting hot. And with a week and a half left, this is the hottest team in baseball right now, and I'd be shocked if they didn't make a run at a World Series. Well, you know, one of the things to address what you were saying at the start of that is you said that this Cubs-White Sox series, the end of the regular season, may not matter. Yeah, you can say that right now, but chances are the seeding into the playoffs, it will be in play for that series. Therefore, it's not like you're going to just take the weekend off. You're also going to want to keep guys on their schedule. Mm-hmm. So you, you suggest that they may not see Darvish. They may not see Hendricks. And, and then likewise, you're looking at the Sox. Maybe you're not pitching Giolito. Maybe you're not pitching uh, Keuchel. But I, I think that when we get to that series, both teams will be playing and pitching their normal starters because once you get into the playoffs, there will be no rest days. So you, you're kind of going to get into the situation where you're going to be preparing to win each and every day with your best foot forward. And I don't know if you're really, with the, the shortened schedule into the playoffs, if you're really going to get that opportunity to rest guys and to set up your rotations and to really take games off. Because I think even for the White Sox, you say, okay, this is great. They're, they're the best team in the American League today. Well, yeah, by, by a game. I mean, Oakland has 31 wins. The Sox have 32. Tampa Bay has 31. So it's like it's not a guarantee that they're going to be the number one seed in the AL. And for the Cubs, you know, the Dodgers and the Padres are currently playing in San Diego right now. And I think the Dodgers are up big today. But like those two teams, the Cubs are sitting at 29 wins just like the Braves. The Braves are at 29 wins. Seeding will matter mm-hmm. down the stretch run. So I, I think what we'll see that's different about this baseball season is that I think all the teams are going to be trying to win as many games possible until the season's over just because the 1-8 through eight seeding will have a lot to do with the way the playoffs shape up. I would much rather see the 8th seed as a team going into the playoffs than playing like the sixth or the fifth seed. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think the seeding will have a lot to do with it. That's a little different than what we're used to as baseball fans heading into the playoffs. Because you're right. Normally, at the end, the dog days of August into September, and there's teams who are out of it and all this stuff. So many teams are still involved. So many teams are still in it. And there's a lot of jostling that could take place among those playoff teams. No, I get it. But if you're the White Sox and you've got a chance, so Giolito's pitching tonight. He's going to pitch again on Monday, September 21st, right? 
would you pitch him in game two against the Cubs on September 26th, or would you rather have him pitching game one of the, your, your playoff series? But this is my point. I don't think you're going to have the luxury to make those decisions because if you forfeit or just say we're going to roll out you know, someone from our taxi squad oh, to pitch in, these games. But you're in the playoffs already. I, again, that if you fall from one to three or to four – in the seating, now all of a sudden you're facing the Houston Astros opposed to the Cleveland Indians. Like, like I think that's why this will be a little different is because I would much rather face the Indians than the Astros or the Yankees. And I think those are all teams in play, obviously, since they're all playoff teams. And it's not guaranteed that the, the White Sox will be the number one seed. Just like today, as we sit here today, the Cubs are the second seed. Mm-hmm. I would much rather play the Phillies than the Cardinals. Right? So, like... And and those are the differences in the seeding, and I think that's going to have something to do with it, especially if you could grab that number one seed and guarantee yourself to play the number eight. I think that's going to go a long way. That That's the only point I'm making here is I don't think that we're going to see series where, oh, the number one seed is locked up and we don't have to care about this no, going No, I'm forward. not saying the number one seed is locked up. And, yes, they may – Ultimately, but these are, you know, these are rich baseball problems to have. You know what I mean? Like they're in the, the hey, White Sox are in the playoffs. These are good baseball problems to have. Absolutely. Two good baseball teams in town. And I'm saying that if I'm a team like the White Sox, I want to ensure that I have my two best pitchers. And by, you know, if you go by what have Chuck Garfine said on Waddle Sylvia earlier and what the reports are is that Dallas Keuchel is on track to make his start tomorrow. So if, if you're going with that, I want to make sure that I, win the first series and if that means you know bringing up guys from the taxi squad and resting Giolito a couple more days and resting Keuchel a couple more days to get them uh in that number one and number two pitching rotation so they can so I don't even have to worry about whether it's Cease or Dunning in that first round because it's a best of three that's what I want to do I, I get it. You might forfeit and fall to number one or number two, but I don't care who you're playing right now. If you're throwing Giolito and Keuchel in games one and two, I feel like the Sox can beat almost any team in the American League right now. That's Adam Abdallah. I'm Chris Black. This is the baseball show here on ESP, ESPN 1000. Each and every night at 6 o'clock, we bring you baseball coverage talking White Sox and Cubs. Each and every night, 6 o'clock, right here on ESPN 1000. To get things started tonight, we have to talk about last night. The Sox win 6-2, to two, and Dane Dunning was amazing. And that's where we start with our first pitch. The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch, and I have to say, this was rather impressive. On the baseball show. Right. There's your first pitch, and then some. On ESPN 1000. So our first pitch tonight is a salute to Dane Dunning. Last night gets his second victory. Seven innings pitched, three hits, two runs, only one earned, two walks. Seven strikeouts, give up the one home run, 102 pitches. His ERA now in the season is 2.33. And each time, Dame Dunning, every time I looked up during the game, and I was like, hold up, he got through five. Oh, he's, he's through six. Wait, wait a minute. He's out there. Oh, okay, seven innings. All right, this is pretty good. Command. Uh, he does not look like uh, the situation is bigger for him, right? Like he looks like he belongs. Mm-hmm. And and how about this? How about the White Sox kind of finding their number three, perhaps, just in the middle of this season, this chaotic short season, a season where they're one of the best teams in the American League, 
and possibly finding a guy to give the ball to on every fifth day as your number three starter. I know Dylan Cease is still really good, and I still have high hopes for Cease. But I think right now, if the playoffs started today, if it started today, I would have to line up Dane Dunning to be my third starter in a playoff series. Well, it goes with what we talked about being the hot team. You also have to ride with the hot pitcher. You know what I mean? So you ride Dane Dunning because he's only given up. He's he has seven earned runs total. You know he had one earned run in uh, yesterday's game. No earned runs in the uh, game before. Three earned runs in the game before that. And with Dylan Cease, we talked about it. It was an article on Fangraphs about his pitching, and he's been very lucky. Like he is one bad outing away from everybody being like, "Oh no, what happened to Dylan Cease?" Because of the guys he leaves on base, his uh, the rotation of his fastball. He's been very lucky when it comes to his earned runs and he's a lot of he's, he's had a few unearned runs he's had a lot of un, for a pitcher it's not yeah. a lot of unearned runs but for a pitcher it's a lot of unearned runs like if you look at Dane Dunning he's only given up eight runs seven of them are earned so he's only had one earned uh, unearned run whereas Cease has had four or five I believe unearned run which is for a pitcher it's it's a few because you don't pitch that much and to give up one or two like you think about errors made in the field and how many unearned runs you have it's basically it's a it's a huge article about Dylan Cease and basically just saying dude's been lucky that he hasn't given up more runs because of the amount of guys he leaves on base and that's tough to rely on in a playoff series when everyone is playing a little tighter and you're getting the I'm not saying you're not getting the best but you're facing the best pitching and runs are at a premium so you need to make sure that you are getting out of jams and leaving guys on base, which is something he has done, but something that could also come back and bite you. That's why right now, if I'm setting up a rotation, I'm with you. I'm putting Dane Dunning in there because he's he's the hotter hand. You ride the hotter hand. That's just what you do. Listen, in, in five appearances uh, this season, Dane Dunning, the Sox have not lost any of those contests. So one, he's giving you at least four innings of solid work. Uh, to this point, and that's what we've seen if we look through all of his five outings. Uh, and also, like, what we're starting to see is he's kind of starting to manipulate through the lineup and figure out ways to get guys out, and not only with the strikeouts, but, like, last night he had 14 fly ball outs. Now, against a team like the Twins, which are the, the fifth best team in baseball in home run hitting, uh, that's that's way more fly ball outs than than I would prefer because eventually those are going to leave the ballpark mm-hmm. and got away with it last night in seven innings. But to be honest, when you're only giving up three hits and when he gave up three hits in his last outing last week at Pittsburgh when the Sox won eight to one. I mean, he's clearly getting through these games and and it's he's minimizing the damage and not allowing base runners and just working through the lineups. It's it's really been fun to watch and a pleasant surprise as a White Sox fan. Well, not only that, it's he's solidifying a spot in, 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 for the rotation this year, but next year as well. You know, next year you hope to get Michael Kopech back. He's going to be your number three, and then Dunning has solidified himself as at least your number four right now. All right, here's the question on the table tonight. Uh, we tweeted it out at ESPN Baseball Show on Twitter. Who is the AL MVP? Hmm. Tim Anderson is an option. Mm. Jose Abreu is an option or other. Is someone else the AL MVP for this season? If you want to join the conversation, the phone number is 312-332-3776. We'll react to that question coming up next. This is the baseball show. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. 
two good baseball games in town tonight. Twins, White Sox on the south side. Indians, Cubs on the north side. John Lester on the mound for the Cubs. The left-handers 2-2 two and two with a 5.05 ERA. He was pretty good in his last time out. Looking to continue on that trend, right? Because uh, three times out before, he was not very good. And we were questioning whether or not John Lester would be ready for the playoffs. It seems like he's starting to turn things around. And for the White Sox on the mound tonight, the right-hander Lucas Giolito, 4-2 and two on the season with a 3.43 ERA as the White Sox look to win three in a row against the Twins. And Abdal, we're talking about the White Sox, and if you want to join the conversation, 312-332-3776. The question is this, who is the AL MVP? The options that we put on the ESPN Baseball Show Twitter account a little bit ago are this, Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, or other. We're giving other an option because I don't want to just assume that someone from the Sox will win the AL MVP. But uh, we are giving the options of Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, or other right now. Which way would you vote? This is tough because Tim Anderson has better, like he has better runs, uh, weighted runs created plus. Yeah. He's got a better average. He's fourth in baseball right now at uh, weighted runs created plus on fan graphs at 178. He's tied with Nelson Cruz. But Jose Abreu has more plate appearances. And he's played in more games. He's played in 10 more games. And because the season is so short, that's a sixth of the season. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't like, oh, he played in 150 games versus 140 games. This is an entire sixth of the season. So, to me, I'm probably going to go Jose Abreu. It's like 1A, 1B. Like, it's tough. It's tough. Well, that's why that's why we put the two Sox players and then other because I want to leave it open. Like, if someone wants to run in with the Mike Trout, he should win the MVP each and every year. Like, I can't really discredit that because right now Trout's numbers are pretty amazing: sixteen home runs, thirty nine RBI, his uh, slash line of two ninety five, four hundred three, six thirty nine, a weighted runs created plus of one seventy three. I mean, Mike Trout is in the conversation for sure. Here. Nelson Cruz has 16 home runs, uh, his slash line of 323, 413, 646. Now, listen, I don't think Cruz has a chance no. if the Twins don't win the division. And if the White Sox win the division and, and take care of business this week, I think whoever the Sox player will get credit over Nelson Cruz. But I want to point him out as well. Well, let me let me ask you let me answer your question with a question, mm-hmm. and not who's the more valuable who's more valuable to the White Sox team? Tim Anderson. Okay, then it should be Tim Anderson, right? Well, I mean, but you you lay it out. If you want to go based on the numbers, right, Jose Abreu, and I think it is. I mean, although you could make the argument that like the heart and soul of the Sox. Like you can make the argument for both players, right? Absolutely. Because you can make the point you can make the argument that Jose Abreu and what he's brought to this team for so long and the fact that they're finally good. Yeah. And guess what? Now we're getting the best from him. Yeah. Right? Like in the offseason when they re-signed him, it was like, okay, we're ready to move on to a new era of Sox baseball. Mm-hmm. But really, now we're getting the best of Jose Abreu. When the Sox are playing their best in over 10 years. To me, that's something to kind of point out is like the heart and soul of the team. And then you say, well, hold on. Tim Anderson has all the swag. Tim Anderson's the guy that gets this going. He's the one that's leading off. He Mm -hmm. is the heart and soul of the South Side, the Mm -hmm. Chicago White Sox. Mm -hmm. It's tough to choose between the two of them. 
It is. It's like picking your favorite child. I don't have kids, so I don't have to make those decisions, but I assume it's a tough decision. So far, I, I voted Tim Anderson. I could be swayed, but I voted on the, the poll question, I, Tim Anderson. 312-332-3776. Who is the AL MVP? Let's go to Steve and Juliet. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve? Hey, how you guys doing? We're good. I caught, the, I caught the tail end of you guys' conversations. I don't know if you guys are just talking about the White Sox being MVP, but I think that Shane Beaver has a serious case for uh, being Cy Young and MVP. I'll hang up and listen to you guys. No, that's a good point, Steven. Mm-hmm. And usually, if you want to get a pitcher who's going to win both awards, like, it has to be legendary stuff. And, like, I get it. Bieber has the seven wins, and I get it. His ERA right now is 1.53, and he leads all of baseball in both. Um, but the problem is, uh, Cleveland Indians, at the moment, are the eighth seed in the playoffs. Also, do you think... So Do I, I don't think any... it's likely that you would no. give both awards to a player that may or may not even make the playoffs. But do you also do you also not give it to a pitcher in the in a short season because he's less impactful, or is it more impactful? Well, because a pitcher the ratio more, would be the or, same amount of starts, right? I would think so, but also you don't see the complete body of work that you would. Like these guys are still making. Uh, let's see, Jose Abreu has had. 211 plate appearances and Tim Anderson has had 174 plate appearances, whereas a starter has only gone like five or six games. Uh, Eric Gus tweets us uh, at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Uh, Eric Gus agrees an eighth seeded Indians player is not winning the MVP. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Well, and and I think like, that the, the Twitch chat, uh, twitch.tv slash ESPN1000. Oh, what is Twitch you're saying? What what's do we got? Up? What's, what's up, Twitch? What's up? What's up? How are we living tonight? What's up? Oh, by the um, way, I've got a new promo idea for the show. Okay. Um, we, we can get into it later if you want, or we can get into it right now. I think we should do something where it's like watch the games on mute, turn on Black and Abdallah at night. I oh, think that, okay. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. watch the baseball games on mute, but but listen to Black and Abdallah. I think that's a promo that we could get working. Watch the games on mute. Turn on Black and Abdallah, the baseball show. On ESPN 1000. Weeknights at 7. 6. Yes, both. Well, I said Black and Abdallah, so I yes, said both. Black and Abdallah 7. Yeah, we're here. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're both here. That works. The baseball show. It, and it goes all season too, because you know once baseball's over, like there's you can you can mute Monday Night Football and put put yeah, us on if you we'll want to. We'll you can out. mute Thursday Night Football and We're put us on you. if you want to. Absolutely, I you know college football mute it. Yeah, put we'll us on. I'm trying to see any other names like DJ Lemayhew, um, seven home runs, his slash lines incredible. I don't think a Yankee is going to win the MVP this year. So like outside of Mike Trout, Nelson Cruz, Tim Anderson. Jose Abreu, I think that's what we're looking at for the AL MVP race. I think it's a two-horse race, and they're both on the White Sox. Both horses are in the same stable. Does that make sense? Yes. Is yes, that horse horse talk? I don't yes. do horse talk. Yeah, neither do I, but I, I think I get it. Like They stay in stables, right? They're or in the same stable. Could, that's yeah. where they sleep. They can yeah. roam in the field, though. That's where Standing they eat, up. right? Yeah. They eat in the stable, too, right? I think they can. Oh, I think but, they but can like graze free, in the field. Free-range horses go in the field right well, i mean these aren't wild stallions here we're not talking about bill and ted are they are they free range is that is that a thing i think for only horses? chickens can be free range is it cows can't can no i think you'd have a free range cow what about pigs can pigs be free range do they just i roam? don't know i don't dine on swine well that's fair yeah your last name is abdallah 
I don't I'm think it has them. anything to do with it. Oh, no? Islam's okay. a religion. Oh, well. Not an ethnicity. Yeah, but, yeah, all right. You are from Egypt, is what I should say. Yeah. There you go. The area. <laughs> we continue talking baseball next. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. Close. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. Yeah. This Anthony Rizzo update is hydrated by Body Armor. Yesterday, Rizzo went three for four with a RBI on a double. Yesterday, the Cubs win six to five. Body Armor with potassium-packed electrolytes, no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or dyes. Ditch your old sports drink and switch to Body Armor. I was drinking the Body Armor water earlier today with the uh, added electrolytes. Oh, yeah. It's a whole liter. It's a liter of water. It's a liter of water. It's a lot of water. It, it, really good, too. It's a, it's a full liter. And when you get body armor, tweet us. Because we had a couple people yeah. that have reached out and been like, yo, I went to the Jewels and I got four for $5. It's not Jewels. It's Jewel. But yes, there is a body armor sale. Thank you, you, Abdallah. I don't think from? that that's a part of the copy. Where are you from? Chicago. It's Illinois. Jewel. It's the Jewels. North what? The Midwest. Okay. It's the Jewels. Uh, but body armor. And uh, Rizzo is uh, batting third in the lineup tonight and playing first base. Uh, Cubs and the Indians taking place over at Wrigley Field at 715. Body armor. Switch your body armor. Drink body armor. Anthony Rizzo, that's your update. And, uh, okay, we'll get to Dave. Dave, you get a shout-out. All right, Dave's tweeting us. I want a shout-out on the show. All right, Dave, here's your shout-out. You shout get out. a shout-out. Shout-out. Black and Abdallah, we're giving you a shout-out. Do you want a song, too, Dave? Give what, him a song. What song, song should we give him? Give him... I want something upbeat. I want something I can do a little... Oh, uh, the What a Feeling song? So, yeah. Dave, here you go. You get a shout-out, Dave, and you get the music. That's not sponsored by Body Armor. Only the Rizzo Update is sponsored by Body Armor. But drink some Body Armor, Dave, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Black and Abdallah here on the baseball show with you. People on are ESPN mad at me. 1000. Okay. What? People are mad at me on Twitch. It, Why? it is. It is. It is. Should I cue the music Jewel, again? Is it Jewel? It's Jewel Osco. Not, it is. Not Jewels. Yeah, I, listen. Listen. When I want my body armors and my sausage for my dinner, I go to the Jewels. I go to the Jewels and I pick it up. And I take it okay. home. I take it home to my wife and my three-legged dag. And I say, hey, I went to the jewels and I got us some food. I brought home the bacon. It's Did not you bacon. Call it I don't a dag? A dag. My dag. Let's go to Tom some on Northwest dogs. side. You don't, have, you don't have a dag? You have a dag? Yeah. Yes. Eric, I ha- do you have I a have dag? A d- yes. We have dogs. Yes. Oh, yeah. I got a foo-foo. Yeah. You, yeah. Got, you guys have dags. <laughs> Tom on the Northwest side. You're on ESPN Tom, 1000. what's up, Northwest side? How's it going there, champ? Real good. I just wanted to... Uh, call you guys back and let you know I'm glad I was wrong about uh, suggesting that the White Sox would lose three out of four to Minnesota because of the history of uh, their conflicts. Uh, But what I really wanted to ask you is, after all the stuff that that James McCann has done, and, and you guys have said in the past that you didn't believe that the Sox could re resign him, what do you think it would take for them to keep him because, you know, they're talking about, uh, well, it probably won't be for years, but uh, he lives in Nashville. Nashville is uh, one of the cities that's vying for a uh, franchise. Uh, I was wondering if 
if the Sox could keep him as long as uh, there is no team in, in Nashville. Do you think that they that they would do that? Do you think Rick Hahn would try to to sign him for say three or four years? And boy, Tom, isn't isn't McCann just lighting it up behind, at the plate too? He's unbelievable. Yeah, he is. He's really, he's fantastic. I've never seen anything like him. As far as a backup catcher, yeah, I've never heard of anything like the, the, the combo that the Sox have. You know, with uh, Rondell, which I don't think he's lived up to his contract at all. Yeah, you know, and, and thanks for your call, Tom. We appreciate it. And and I appreciate you bringing up James McCann again because uh, six home runs, his average of 329, 389 for Zion Base, slugging a 595. His weighted runs created plus on fan graphs is 164. He has a war of 1.4, and he's the backup catcher for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, yeah, he he's fantastic. His one-year deal for $5.4 million this season is such a bargain deal. Um, and whether or not the Sox will be able to sign him long-term, I'm not worried about the money. He is, though, a 30-year-old player. So, like, as you go down the line, I don't know if you want to be handing a, a big, fat contract to a 30-year-old catcher who's splitting time right now with Yasmani Grandal. Now, listen, I agree with Tom. I don't think Grandal has played up to what I think some Sox fans thought he would be, even though the last time we saw Grandal, mm-hmm. he wasn't playing much in the playoffs for the team that he was playing for. So, like, like they, you know, like you bring him over, it's a nice addition and an upgrade. But you know, like this is going to be a dynamic duo in the playoffs, being able to split time between Grandal and McCann. Well, this year they have the, and I know it's it's different because the the totals on the payroll are based on the. The, the amount of games they're playing. So sure. it's like half the, or not half, it's 60 games as opposed to 162 games. So the White Sox right now have the 19th highest payroll in baseball. Last year, they had, scrolling, scrolling, the 26th highest payroll in baseball. If you go to 2021, they're projected. Now, everybody else hasn't spent money and, and guys are coming off the books for everybody's team. But that being said, they're going to have the 10th highest payroll. Guys are going to get paid the White Sox can afford to pay some guys. Like, the White Sox are at the point now where this year you might win something. You might not. But if you do, great. And if you don't, you're still building for next year. So why are you going to go at it? I don't it? think there's building for next year. I, no, they're no, no. there. They're no, one of the best teams I mean. in the why AL. Why wouldn't you maintain it? Like, yeah. why wouldn't you maintain That's what I'm saying. There's no more building. Why wouldn't you just say, look, we're at the point now. We're in it. We're spending. Like, it's time to spend. And I don't think that Jerry Reinsdorf is going to be opposed to spending to win. We know he loves the White Sox more than any other than than the Bulls. We know that. Well, I mean, I think they are spending. They spent in this last offseason. Okay, I so don't think you can it's keep spending. I don't Why think it's like a spending? light switch where you turn it on and off. And now that no, they're one of the better is. teams, they turn it on. It, I know, but they, I, they spent in this last offseason. So I'm, I'm not saying. But, you, but my point they is, they gave Grandall a four-year, seventy-three million dollar deal. My point is, don't turn it off. Don't, don't, don't turn the faucet off. I don't think they're going to. Okay. I mean, they give new deals to all their young, talented we see, guys. We see what happens that way. Which way are you off. pointing? North. You're pointing north here in the studio? When you turn it off. Well, turn it off. Listen. Listen. Last time I checked, I don't think the Sox are going out and starting their own uh, television network and building buildings all around uh, mm-hmm. guaranteed rate. Mm-hmm. That's not... You buy, are they buying up uh, rooftops over there by the rate? Hey, if you want to get into the, the economic side to why the Cubs have not spent money, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the amount of money that they've spent 
in the area, in the mm-hmm. construction that they've tried to do to Wrigley Field. It's it's helped the ballpark, absolutely, but have they gotten back the money on the investment? I know you it? can't plan for a pandemic, but there's articles left and right today about how Wrigleyville See, is struggling this year well, because no one's there. I think the Sox are sitting in a good spot to continue to spend, absolutely. continue to add to this team. So, you know what's funny is uh, Tom brought up uh, McCann and the home run in the seventh. Did you hear... Jason Benetti and Steve Stone talking about the Sox after the McCann home run because they were like, they were like amazed. Like, wow, another home run. Anderson hit one in the sixth. McCann now in the seventh. Mm-hmm. It's now six to two. This team is really rolling and they're beating up on a team that they've struggled against in the past. And I thought Stoney was perfect on this. Benetti was good as well. Talking about the Sox. And how they've become one of the better teams in baseball in one season. This was last night in the bottom of the seventh. You know, this is really interesting. Last year, like a heavyweight fighter against a fighter who's outmanned. Our Fort home on replay, that one goes out of the park. Take my word for it. Anyway, you got a heavyweight fighter who punches you a few times and you realize you're just not strong enough. And then you work out, you get a new trainer, you come back, and all of a sudden you can hit as hard as he can. And in the first round, you hit him with something, and he looks at you, and his eyes are wide open. And the Twins right now know that this Sox team can hit with them. And for the for the time being, they're out-pitching them. It happened at some point between opening day and now. Because that first series, Minnesota looked like the team yeah. that was bigger and stronger and more aggressive and all that comes along with it. But the Sox have caught up in a big way and lead the division by two games with a week and a half to go. It's a great point, Steve. The transformation has happened this year. And isn't it something that we've been talking about every night here on the baseball show is they can beat the teams. You call it the bread of the sandwich, the bad teams, the Royals. and and you know 18-3 and three in their last 21 games against the Central. Well, but guess what? Now they're starting to beat the good teams in the central the teams that are always beating them and i heard that last night and i thought man it is really starting to happen well i mean think about it this way how many times have white Sox fans watched a game against the twins and just know they were going and losing yeah like the twins have been the cubs to to to, to compare to the cubs sorry it's it's like when the cubs overtook the cardinals when they, the cubs were bad for so long and then finally they got over the hump and started beating up on the Cardinals. And that's exactly what's happening now. Well, and, and look back to the last series in Minnesota. How did the Sox lose? Errors and, and bad baseball, right? Like, like that's how they lost. And the other thing I thought was funny in that clip from Steve Stone, this, this clip was hilarious to me. That one goes out of the park. Take my word for it. Anyway, that one goes out of the park. Take my word for it. Yeah, listen, anyway, he doesn't need it. Like, you're watching on TV. Get it. It's gone. It. It's gone. I love yeah. it. Anyway, he had a bigger point to make. Stoney had a bigger point to make. That one goes out of the park. Take my word for it. Take that anyway, replay. That one goes out of the park. Take my word for it. Anyway. I love it. It's fantastic. Do you? Yeah, that, we'll, we'll get to it. Do you see who that is? Yeah, no, I saw. Got yeah. a pretty cute team there. He's on hold. Yeah. Guess who is there. on the line? All right, all right. We'll fit him in. Got yeah. a pretty cute Why team are you there. upset? People have been asking for him. I get tweets every there. night right. asking right. where right. Tim on the South right. Side right. is. We'll, we'll get to him next. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. Week 9 and 6 on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. 
talking about White Sox catchers, and Chris tweets the show at Chris Black and at Adam Abdallah. He says it worked well for the Cubs in 2016 with Miggy, David Ross, and Contreras on the roster. So nothing is wrong with having two solid catchers in McCann and Grendel on your playoff roster. It's a good point from Chris. Also, uh, before we uh, finish up here, uh, we, we will get to stat of the night. And then also, uh, this Anthony Rizzo update is hydrated by body armor. Rizzo yesterday went three for four, an RBI and a double. The Cubs win six to five. He's batting third tonight, playing first in the Cubs lineup against the Indians with potassium-packed electrolytes, no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or dyes. Ditch your old sports drink and switch body armor. Get it at the Jewels, four for five dollars. So drink body armor. That's your Rizzo update for tonight. Black and Abdallah here on the baseball show, talking baseball with you at 312-332-3776. I have a throwback stat of the night for you tonight, okay? Mm-hmm. A little throwback action. Right. But let's uh before we get to the stat of the night, let's go to Tim on the South Side on ESPN one thousand. Tim, Tim, what's going on? Hey, boys, you do have a cute little team now, but can I ask you a question, Chris? Yes, yes, go ahead. How many wins do the White Sox have? Right now, today, they have uh, 32. The record against the Kansas City Royals, Detroit Tigers, Pittsburgh Pirates, 21-3. and 11-13 and 13 against the rest of the league. That doesn't bode well for the playoffs. 11-13, and 13. I'm going to repeat that. And that's the reason why Grandel and McCann, that's why Rick Hahn is the dumbest general manager. In the world. He already had an all-star catcher, and he spent $73 million so he could play backup, and James McCann could actually be your catcher now. This is ridiculous. Zach Wheeler, Wouldn't you suggest that it's kind of working out for him at the moment since they have the best record in the American League? Because you just went 21-3 and against yeah. Detroit, well, Kansas City, and but Pittsburgh. But, Tim, isn't that why I said before this series started against the Twins why it was such a big deal that they had to play deal. well? Is Lucas Giolito tonight going to be the Lucas Giolito on opening day and the St. Louis Cardinals and the two games he faced the Cubs last year? Or is it going to be the games he faced the Detroit Tigers, the Pittsburgh Pirates, Lucas Giolito is not the be-all, end-all of, of your aces. He is terrible against good teams. He is terrible against the Cubs. He is terrible against the Minnesota Twins. We'll find out tonight I what agree. kind of man Lucas Giolito yeah, is. I agree. What, what, what else is on your mind? How about Dane Dunning? Other, Big one, fan one of him. Dane thing. Dunning. How about that? Dane Taking Dunning? it to the Twins yesterday. Yeah, you like mm-hmm. Dane Dunning? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, Dunning is going to win the Cy Young, the Rookie of the Year. He, he's the Gordon Beckham of. You don't pitch one or two games and then put him in the Hall of Fame, boy. We're, we're not. We, no one's I, putting I, him in the Hall of Fame. He had a nice outing yesterday. He's a three starter, solid three. Pardon? He's a solid three. Okay. Did we get you off your cadence there? Hold on, hold on, Tim. Did we get you off the script? What's going on here? Okay, now listen to me. I said you got a cute little team, but you're 11 and 13 against the rest of the league and 21 and 3 Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Kansas City. Any denying that? No, I'm no, not. That's but why you can we... only play who you play. And who would you like to play? Like, if you do somehow have the best record in the American League, I would love to see the White Sox face St. Bieber, Plesak, and Carrasco. Gun left Giolito and Zach Wheeler. I mean, Zach Wheeler. I'm sorry. You wish you had Zach Wheeler. Dallas Keuchel has a bad back. You don't Did, even know what he's going to do. He's on schedule to pitch he's tomorrow. Pitch tomorrow. He's on schedule to pitch. What if he goes, ah, my back, my arm? What, what if any of us goes, ah, my back? I do that all back. the time. Yeah, I'm I've with done you. it twice today. I've gone, ah, my back. You, you know, when you get old, your bad backs get worse. And he's 33 now? 33? Yeah. yeah. 
So good luck next year with them, too. Tim, Tim are the Cubs uh, going to get to the NLCS? And by the way, the, the Cubs, yep. all they do is win, did a no-hitter. They came back Saturday night, and you guys are talking about the freaking White Sox? The Cubs have had five out of six winning seasons in a row. Tim. Five out of six playoff appearances, Tim. a World Series championship, and we're talking about a 32-win White Sox Tim. team. How many wins do the Cubs have? 21 against Detroit, Kansas Tim. City, and Pittsburgh. Tim, how many wins do the Cubs That's have? That's what you're bragging about, Chris? Tim. Oh, I'm, I'm not bragging. Tim. I'm, Tim. Just yeah. Tim. Watching some baseball this summer. How many wins do the Cubs Listen, have? I hope the Cubs face the Sox in the World Series. Yes. It won't mean as much, but we'll still beat the crap out of you in Texas. Tim. Okay. All right. Thank Tim. you for the call, Tim. No, we I was going to ask. He didn't answer my okay. question. What do, you, what do you want him to ask? He's Tim. There. Tim, you still there? Yeah. How many wins do the Cubs have? Uh, they have 29. Uh, it'd be nice to have 32, wouldn't it? No. Because no, I know, you know, when no, you get in this one, no, he doesn't, want, he doesn't want 32 wins. All right, he's on the record. He does not want 32 wins. He does not. We will continue taking phone calls. We are here till 8 o'clock. 312-332-3776. He does not want 32 wins. Can I give you a throwback stat of the night? Jambi's on base percentage. That's amazing. Stat of the night. Damon's on base, 324. Almeida's was 291. No, no baseball shit. I don't want 32 wins. You get. Let me speak. When I point you get. 1092 on ESPN 1000. Props to you, my man. You got him. <laughs> I just had to ask him a question. That's all I had to do. Listen. We've been accused uh, of not talking enough want. White Sox, and I think that's all we've kind of done today. Well, I mean, li- listen. Uh, Full disclosure, I'll get to the stat in the night in a second, okay? All right. I mean, Nick well, wants to say some stuff We'll, we'll me, take but. Nick. Nick, hang on. We'll, we'll get you. We'll, we'll be here till 8 o'clock. We'll get you we on. Are. Listen, this show, we are here to talk baseball. If mm-hmm. the story of the day is Sox, we go that way. If the story of the day is Cubs, we've done shows since we started doing this show each and oh, every wow, night, Cubs. 6 to 8. Yeah. And the baseball show in the 6 o'clock hour, we have done full shows where we only talk Cubs. Mm-hmm. Tonight, it just happened to go. Towards the White Sox. That's just how it works. Yeah. Speaking of, our stat of the night tonight is 500. Uh-oh. Did you know? Let's do a little throwback edition no. of stat of the night. I love. I loved Did You Know. Uh, yeah, those were great, right? That's for Did yeah. You Know. Uh, September 16th in 2007. Uh, this took place on the south side. Uh, Awesome big man. At the end, Hawk Harrelson with the call. White Sox Jim Tomey becomes the 23rd player to hit 500 career home runs on September the 6th in 2007. He was the third to do so in 2007. Do you know the other two names who also got to 500 career home runs in 2007? The other was a first baseman for the Chicago White Sox in the 90s. Frank Thomas Mm -hmm. and... Alex Rodriguez. Oh, that's what I was going to guess. 
Yeah. Thought you were going to let us guess. No, well, we're kind of out of time. Yeah, uh, his 500th home run, as you heard in the highlight, though, was memorable because it was a two-run walk-off home run against the Angels mm-hmm. in the bottom of the ninth. That's your stat of the night. 500 in honor of Jim Tomey hitting his 500th home run on September the 16th in 2007. All right, more of your phone calls coming up next. Black and Abdallah, we continue on as this is the end of the baseball show, but we will talk baseball and Bears football with you coming up next in two minutes. The Baseball Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.